0: Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers,
1: I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And for the love of God, don't touch the mints. In fact, don't touch anything in that closet. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening Stay to Stay in this the closet. Show What? Nothing. <laughs> well, if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show because that, well what I said before was a spoiler.
0: It certainly is, it was a spoiler that was in the trailer because this week we're doing one of our actual spoilers episode where we go back and look at a movie that we've covered in the past and see how well we did compared to our original predictions. So, this week we're talking about 2019's Charlie's Angels. It's not a reboot. I can't reiterate that enough. It's not a reboot. It's a continuation of... The 2000s McGee movies, set in the same universe. In fact, it's set in the same universe as the 70s TV show, but not the 2011 TV show.
1: But, I mean, that that's a presence in that movie.
0: Is it? Yeah. The 2011 TV series, I don't think oh, it no, is. No, they no, don't no, mention no. The it early, at all.
1: The early 2000s McG movies is what I was yeah. talking about.
0: Yeah, it is in some ways, but I suppose not in the best ways. We'll talk about it as we go through the movie, I suppose. But, yeah, if you haven't heard our show before... Typically what we do on this show is we look at the promotional material for upcoming Hollywood blockbusters and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible just based on that marketing material alone.
1: And then we come here and we see how well we did. But yep. more importantly, who did better than the other person? Yeah,
0: because typically Maddie D and I will go away and we'll come up with our plots individually. That's what we've done in our original Charlie's Angels episode. And so we're going to assess which one got close to the actual plot. I think it's going to be neck and neck this episode personally, because I think we both did pretty well. Maybe one better than the other, but we'll find out as we dissect it. But yeah, sometimes we team up and do a plot together, but this wasn't the circumstance this time. I don't know why I felt it was necessary <laughs>
1: to point that out. Well, you know, there might be a new listener, in which yeah. case, welcome. That's you new. Know, <laughs> no, unf- go away. You un- shouldn't be listening that's to this unfamiliar episode. unfamiliar with what we do.
0: So yeah, this isn't an episode for first-time listeners. So listen to one of our normal episodes if you haven't listened to our show before. Don't w- start with an actual spoilers episode. Go back. If anything, go back and listen Listen to our original Charlie's Angels Angels episode from two years ago. You'll be way more on board with what's going on. And if you haven't seen the movie yet, I'd recommend seeing it first before listening to this review because you probably haven't seen it because nobody watched this movie according to the box office figures. Watch that because we're going to spoil... What a shame. What a shame. We're going to spoil the shit
1: out of this movie. But hey, we're not here to tell you what to do. If you want to come into this episode completely cold, more power to you.
0: Yeah, I feel like we've really put everyone off with this introduction.
1: (laughs) I am excited to talk about this movie... I hope everyone goes and watches this movie. I don't really? want to, like, give my my opinions too early, but yes. Yeah. We'll save our opinions watch to it.
0: the end. Okay, so you're actively encouraging people to go and see this movie.
1: Yeah. Well, if you're listening
0: to a podcast based on it, you must be interested in some regard, <laughs> even if it's just morbid curiosity. I think it's better just to get it out of the way and watch it, and then decide for yourself if it's good or bad. A lot of people decided already without watching the movie, but I suppose we'll talk all about that this episode, but... If you want to put one of our previous plot predictions to the test, you can do that, because one of the movies we've talked about in the past is currently in cinemas, and that movie is Coming to America, the sequel to... Coming to America It's very confusingly titled <laughs> But you'll work it out There's a two in the middle Instead of T.O.
1: And we are very wrong With that movie I feel. Are we? I, I think don't think so. so We predicted that
0: movie Without a drop of information Actually we had a little bit Of information But we predicted it Without a trailer So we didn't really know What was going to happen In the movie Or what the overall vibe Of the movie was going to be So I think if we're close at all it's going to be impressive.
1: Yeah, maybe. Because it's all in Zamunda, right? That's what it
0: seems to yeah, be. Yeah, it looks like it's more so in Zamunda than America, though I think a large part of it is going to be in America. But let's save that for when we talk about coming to America <laughs> in two years.
1: Let's talk about Charlie's let's Angels Let's talk now. about Charlie's Angels. Let's get into because, it. Let's destroy the patriarchy. Let's go.
0: Yeah, let's do that because no one else is talking about this movie. It very much came and went because uh, it made $73.3 million worldwide with a $55 million budget. Ouch. Ooh. So that makes it the biggest box office failure that we've ever covered on our show. Out of all the movies that we've covered, this has this... been the biggest box office failure, even bigger than Gemini Man.
1: This did the worst.
0: This did the worst. So Gemini Man, just for comparison, made over $200 million at the box office, and that's considered a failure. Wow. Yeah.
1: I got 73 to say...
0: million. If you think about it, that's like probably like <laughs> less than a million people watched this movie.
1: Bloodshot did better?
0: Bloodshot did better than this. Even with covid <laughs> Like, <gasps> Bloodshot was one of the last movies to come out when the COVID sort of, like, lockdown hit. And even it did better than this movie.
1: Oh, my God. You look, you look appalled, it. I'm Matthew. shocked. That blows my mind. I thought more people would want to go see a Charlie's Angels movie.
0: Apparently not. So, The Hollywood Reporter actually reported that it didn't attract audiences over 35. So, the main audiences watching this movie were, like, teens and young adults.
1: That's a big market, And though. it also
0: didn't attract, its arguably, its target audience, young female viewers. It didn't? Yeah, it was mainly like younger males going to see the movie. I wonder why. (laughs) 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 Certainly drew me in to watch the movie. (laughs) I'm joking, I'm joking. So one of the reasons that they reckon that this movie wasn't successful was because there wasn't enough star power behind the movie. So if you look at the three leads, only one of them is really well known. That's Kristen Stewart. And even she has sort of fallen off the radar in recent years because she's probably most well known for doing the Twilight movies. And I think the last Twilight movie came out in like 2010, 2011. So it's been quite a while, nearly ten years. Yeah, she's mainly just doing independent movies these days. Certainly not blockbusters. So, but I mean, she's the biggest name in the movie next to Elizabeth Banks. Well,
1: yeah, Elizabeth Banks, Patrick Stewart, um, yeah. our well, old pal. We're German. mainly looking
0: at the three leads. That's what they sell the movie on—the three leads. So no one knows who Ella Belinska is. No one knows who, <laughs> sorry, the other one is. I've forgotten her name. Jasmine from Aladdin. <laughs> No one really knows who she was, because Aladdin came out the same time, so she was only just starting into stardom. I certainly haven't seen her since. Unfortunately, I haven't seen Ella Belinska since either, or Christian Stewart for that matter. Yeah, that's sad, because I thought they were all really good. Yeah, well, we can get into what we thought of the movie later on.
1: So what you're saying is Bill Murray should have been in this movie. Imagine that. Yeah, maybe. Well, he didn't want
0: to be in the movie, so he wouldn't have been in the An movie. old Bill Murray. Because remember in Charlie's Angels 2 Full Throttle, they replaced him with like Bernie, Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. Yeah. Because they said that he died. Because because Bill Murray hated Lucy Liu so much, he's like, I refuse to do another movie with her.
1: Really? They had beef? Yeah, that's right. Oh, wow. I they didn't just, know that.
0: They absolutely hated each other throughout the entire filming process of the first movie. Wow. So that's why he didn't come back for the sequel. So they just killed him off unceremoniously. <laughs> so another reason that they thought this movie failed was because a lot of audiences were saying that there wasn't that over-the-top fun that the first movie had. I mean, there was a lot of sort of... They were having fun in the movie, I suppose you could say that. There was a lot of jokes. There were a lot of gags. But not in the same way that those original 2000s McGee movies were having fun. Oh, they remember, were
1: very over the they top. They were
0: extremely over the top. And that's kind of what made those movies successful back in the day. And so a lot of people went into this movie expecting that and were really sort of let down by quote unquote lackluster action. Yeah. I mean the action in this movie was pretty forgettable I've got to say. There's nothing that we haven't seen before. Where, if you think about again, Charlie's Angels Two, full throttle. There's an action scene where they're like on dirt bikes with Shia LaBeouf, like flying through the air like it's the Matrix. Was Shia LaBeouf in this movie? In that movie? Yeah, he was the MacGuffin in Charlie's Angels. Oh, he was too, wasn't he? That's crazy. Young Young Shia, Shia, yeah. Back when he was even Stevens (laughs) with Beansy. Anyway, I'm getting way off track here. But we've actually got friends who have seen this movie. We had female friends who went and saw this movie in the cinemas, and even they said, "Oh." It's nothing compared to those original McGee movies. They were extremely disappointed as well. So if the target audience is being disappointed by the movie, then obviously they've done something wrong. And my third and final point as to why or just another theory as to why the movie failed in the box office is because of something that we discussed in the previous episode, the whole feminist push behind the movie. Of course, I mean that doesn't automatically kill a movie, but it doesn't always help the movie. Think about Ocean's Eight, think about Ghostbusters twenty sixteen.
1: Yeah, was there backlash to this movie once it came out?
0: Yes there was. So, so a lot of people was just leading up to it. Oh. Yeah, a lot of people just flat out refuse to watch the movie because of the whole feminist angle. I mean, we weren't those people. I went and saw the movie in the cinemas. Did you, Maddie D? No, I did not. Oh, oh. I, what? What? you've there's seen it twice. Lot, there's a lot of yeah. I've seen it twice. Yeah, huh? there you go. I've seen it twice as well. Now
1: there's a yeah. lot of movies I have to watch for this show, Kieran It's hard to watch them all in cinemas. Yeah, well, okay. especially Good now. Good point.
0: Good point. Yeah, exactly. Even before the movie came out, there was already that backlash. We discussed it previously in the episode. Just reading those YouTube comments on the trailer was just a clear indication that people didn't like the whole direction that they were going in. Because they were marketing it as very much a feminist Charlie's Angels movie. So they were steering away from the sexual exploitation of the women, which has been seen in all the previous iterations. So wouldn't that be part of the appeal of the movie then? I would have thought so. I mean, I thought... Not the feminist angle, I mean like the whole sex appeal Like, if you're taking away that sex appeal or I think it's very much still in the movie But if you're perceived to be taking away this sex appeal Isn't that sort of like taking away a large... Target audience for the movie
1: I don't know I think
0: Because we talked about That original 70s series Which they called it Jiggle TV So it was very much About exploiting The the image of these women Because they are wearing Like tight clothes They had like Bouncing breasts Heaving yeah. bosoms poking nipples
1: <laughs> I, I don't know I, th- I think For me at least It made me curious about it And I would have thought It would make A lot of people curious about it Because it's like A Charlie's Angels movie That is doing the opposite Of what a Charlie's Angels movie yeah. Does do It's like When you Like being good when you made James Bond gritty and realistic, you know, that's, yeah, that's you, you that's get true. curious about that. You're like, oh, how are they going to do that? And that really worked well for that franchise. And I suppose it was really sort of grounded for a Charlie's Angels Absolutely. movie as well. Yeah. So they had a
0: lot of grounded action. And I think for the most parts it worked. But I suppose, again, we'll discuss it later on after we finish going through our plots. So, so do you think the movie deserved to do better than it did? Yes. Okay, fair enough. Well, do you? I tell you what, I do because I, I don't want to get, again, I don't want to give away our opinions on the movie, but I didn't think it was terrible. No, I didn't either. I'll really get into all my issues and my positive thoughts on the movie, as I said, after we've discussed but didn't our
1: thoughts. Did the movie do well with the LGBTQ well plus Oh,
0: that's true. Apparently, the movie has a big <laughs> lesbian audience. I found out yesterday doing my research. Lesbians love the movie. There we go. So at least somebody liked the movie young boys as well we know that young boys like the movie i think maddie d and i like the movie for that reason as well but in saying that one of their big marketing things as well something that we discussed in depth when we talked about the movie previously two years ago before it came out was that they said they're steering away from that sexuality and we went hmm that's interesting but as i said before i think this is very much something that's still present in the movie
1: I agreed with you the first time I watched the movie. I watched it a second time very recently, and I have to disagree. Really? Yeah. How so? So when I watched it the second time, I noticed that there's only one point where sexuality is used to kind of seduce, quote unquote, a man. The rest of the movie, it's never never done in that way.
0: Well, I'm not saying that the characters actually using their sexuality to their benefit is all of the sexuality in the movie. I'm still Mm. saying my original point was when we did the episode two years ago, was that they've cast three very attractive women. Yep. When if they were going away from that sort of whole yeah. exploitation and sexuality angle, they didn't have to I mean, do that. They've,
1: they've cast attractive women. They cast attractive men as well. I mean, that yeah, like, absolutely. killer guy was like fucking yeah. stunning. He was the sexiest <laughs> man was, in like, the movie. so beautiful. And he's With like, his clothes tattoos. were so tight. I was like, how is he doing all this action yeah. stuff?
0: But, but on that point, the women's clothes in every scene were always super tight. They're always wearing like sort of like little crop tops, tight leather pants. Remember that scene where. Uh,
1: but only one character, Stewart yeah. Is, you, okay, take in Chris- the hotel lobby. Okay, in, in those booty shorts, where I could see what you sure. had for breakfast. Sure, take Kirsten Stewart away. What other examples do you have where the other characters are sexualized? Any just, of them? Just in their appearance, just in their just appearance. because they look good. Well, I'm just
0: saying the way that they're dressed and the positions that they get into. I mean, there's a lot of sort of focus on their on I don't their think bodies, so. but not. Not as intentionally so as I'd say, like so. the two thousands McGee movie.
1: I think there's stuff with Kirsten Stewart, but like she kind of never does it for any male attention. She's just like messing around. So I think yeah. I think they did step away from it.
0: And also, they used more sexuality in the marketing as well than they did in the actual movie. Because something we talked about in the previous episode was Kristen Stewart hitting herself on the ass with a riding crop. In the trailer, there's a class A close up of that scene of well, of that shot of her smacking her on the mm. ass. It's not in the movie. Yeah.
1: All the did scenes, you notice that? Yes, I did. Because all of those scenes were in the trailer, and I think they did it just to sell the movie. Yeah, they didn't do a but, good job. No one yeah, went. <laughs> but in the actual movie, those scenes are kind of like they yeah, don't they're mean really anything. underplayed in the actual movie. Very much which so. Is yeah. very
0: interesting. So, I mean, there's obvious attempts to undercut the overt sexuality or the sexualization of the women. I, like I said, I still think it's there. I think the audience, we're obviously divided here, but I think our audience can decide if it's there or not. But yeah, I, they very much made an attempt to undercut the sexuality in the movie, but not in the marketing, interestingly enough.
1: Well, there was probably like a lot of producers and people trying to push that out there, so yeah, I suppose it, it so. might have been just part of the selling of the movie, yeah. And hey, if you bring like audience members in expecting that, and well, then- who was the audience? <laughs> Lesbians, a <or> teenage <laughs> Well boys, this, so is, this is the idea, like, and then they got something else. Maybe, maybe that was the intention the entire yeah. time.
0: Maybe they're like, maybe I shouldn't. I'm checked, object-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad, yeah. Now. Absolutely. I'm going to stop, you know, posting hate on the trailer (laughs) on YouTube. I'm
0: going to get off Twitter. I just wanted to revisit a point that I made in the last episode as well, in our original Charlie's Angels episode. I said that Ella Belinska was the daughter of a celebrity chef, but I didn't know which one. She's actually the daughter of Lorraine Pascal, Mm -hmm. who I'm actually a pretty big fan of, so I can't believe I didn't realize that at the time. But now we've put that to bed, we can all sleep at night.
1: Glad we can address that. So let's
0: get straight into seeing how well we did. Maddie D, could you please explain our point system absolutely, to everybody?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So we need to have a conclusive end to who did better than the other person. So we have a point system in place to decide this. There's a lot of P's in that sentence. <laughs> there is, isn't there? Uh, so if we get something right completely without any information at all, it's two points. You get two points because that's that's pretty good. Oh, thank you. You're pretty No, not you. Oh. I Just like in theory, you get two points because you called something completely- yeah, You got completely a lot of theoretical two points as well. Completely off the top of your head. Now, if you get something right, but you saw it in the trailer, but you called it accurately, that's one point. Yeah. And if you kind of got something on the right track, but you weren't 100% totally correct. correct, then that's half a point. Yep. And that is our point system. Yeah, and that's fairly succinct.
0: So if we add up everything that we said and we give everything scores based on how accurate we were- we find out conclusively who got closer to the actual movie. We may not have nailed the movie at all, but whoever has the highest points is the winner. Hmm. I'm calling it right now. This is our report card episode. We're in front of the teacher. We're finding how well we did during the semester. Yeah,
1: we get to decide whether we're Charlie rank, Bosley rank, Angel rank, or yeah. Tom Green rank. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: all right. So I actually did my plot first you in did. the original episode, so I believe you're going to break mine down first. I did. Let's get straight into it. I want to hear how well I did.
1: Let's go into how well you did... And I gotta say Someone did watch The trailer My word And called a lot Of things accurately Oh yeah So straight off the bat I give you one point Because you completely Called the introduction Correct The opening that is Uh, You started with Sabina Seducing a Chinese Now you said A Chinese businessman All right. Oh my god This guy's Australian Yes His
0: name in the movie name Is Australian Johnny (laughs) And I said that He was Chinese Just because
1: he's Asian How racist am I I mean you called The character accurately But um, yeah This guy's Australian. I okay. kind of love that because I just got his nationality wrong.
0: <laughs> because he's
1: a yeah, and the accent as well. That's such that. a full-on Australian yeah, accent. Um, yeah, too right. Struth yeah. No,
0: I didn't mind his accent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I usually do, but it was fine. And I, um, I got the location as well. Did you notice that? Yes, you did. I said it was Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. Well, I think I just said you Brazil. said Brazil, but but I, I think it was inferred that it was
1: Rio de Janeiro, mm-hmm. which it was. So she's being the. Decoy while yep. Jane comes in She's and starts doing a foot job under the table, kissing, <laughs> kicking, kissing, kissing, kicking ass. Um, so, I gave you a point for that. I mean, I think it was pretty obvious, but I didn't say that, so you deserve credit there. Um, then, I give you two points because Stan Bosley, paid by Patrick Stewart, comes in and congratulates them, which does happen. Yep. Uh, next, you Good say, job, angels. <laughs> He was great in this movie by the he way. He looks so old what in this movie. What a joy. What a joy. I don't know. He he carries himself well. When isn't he is any good in a movie. So, you then go in to explain the Townsend Agency. You say it's established in the 70s. Yep. And it follows the kind of mythos and lore of the movie. Um, Now it's international, and there are several agents and Bosleys all over the world, which I give Mm -hmm. you a point for, because we kind of got that from the trailer and the promotional material. Then we get to be introduced to Eleanor, who is a competent scientist. You get two points for this, by the way. Working for the Brock Corporation. You didn't talk about the introduction. You missed me talking about the introduction there. I said that we were going to go into the... Yes, you're right. Sorry, I give you a point for that, because you called the uh, musical introduction. Yeah.
0: So I said um, it wasn't going to be the
1: classic no, Charlie's Angels right. themes. It it's was going to be, be one the of the, updated
0: one. the new songs. I said it was going to be like the Ariana Grande. It wasn't that, but it was one of the other songs that was in the promotional material.
1: Yeah, that is right. No, I did have in my notes that you did call the introduction correctly. You do get a point for that, don't worry. Now,
0: can we just talk about that introduction for a second? Yeah, so, okay. Traditionally, in the Charlie's Angels TV show or in the other movies, even the 2011 TV show, the introduction has them being introduced as characters... We see a little bit of their background. We see a little bit of their training. Mm-hmm. It's mainly just done as a gag in the past movies. Do you remember that scene where uh, I think someone's a learner driver and they're doing like extreme, like race car driving around a parking lot? Yeah, and the driving instructor's freaked out. Something that they said, and this is something we discussed in the previous episode, something that they said before the movie came out is that they weren't going to approach that at all in this movie because they're like, we don't have to justify the characters' backgrounds. We don't need an explanation as to why they are such badasses.
1: I have a gripe with this. Me too. Um, Firstly, I don't think that explaining their backstories make them less... Badass Confident, No I mean she used the example I think uh, Elizabeth Banks Used the example Where she said Oh no one knows James Bond's background And no one knows Jason Bourne's background But Or that's, Ethan Hunt's background Or Ethan Hunt But those are all movies Where there's just one guy yeah. And like it, And we do get a bit Of their backgrounds Peppered throughout yeah, the movies Yeah and it's like A no-name person That you kind of have to Put yourself into the character Almost that's right, that's right But there are three characters So when you've got three characters You need to have them Distinct from each other So that's Absolutely. why the backstory Works as a tool for that So I don't understand If it was like one angel, then sure, no backstory needed. But I don't think a backstory makes them any more of a badass. My second gripe is... (laughs) Yes, here we go. They go halfway through the movie. They like explain... They sit down and talk about their backstories. About their backstories. Absolutely. And not that I have a problem with that. I think that was a cool scene. But I'm like, you completely went against what you promised you weren't going to do. And I think if we'd seen that
0: in the introduction, it would have been better than just sitting down and telling us (laughs) because you could have had more gags in there. So instead of having that, what did we have in the actual movie, Maddie? D? We had sitting
1: down and talking.
0: No, what was
1: the introduction in the the actual movie? Oh, the introduction. So the introduction was, were these angels? I think they they were. No, they weren't angels. They were were just Everyday women doing things. Riding bikes. um, Riding bikes, uh, riding horses. Mountain climbing. Sitting in a a park talking. Now I know you, I can tell by the tone of your voice that you're going to throw shade at this. I didn't hate it. But I'm a sentimentalist. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of cool, you know. Okay. Progressive. Yeah. I thought it was so on the nose, it was embarrassing. <laughs> it was the most on the nose thing in this movie. Yes. Um, I'm so
0: glad that the whole movie wasn't like that. But when I first watched the movie, I was in the cinemas. And when that started, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm in trouble. Oh, <laughs> this is so on the nose. This is worse than in Avengers Endgame. And you know, it's like, move aside, boys. Here comes the ladies. Because in the, in the bit when, like, you know, there's a little girl riding a bike. It's like, a girl, I think, surfing or something like that. In the background, they, like, have this song where it's like, you're amazing, you're the best.
1: And I was like, oh, God, I'm going to throw up. This is so cringy. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you, Kieran? Me and Elizabeth Banks are defeating the patriarchy here. And if you don't be careful, you'll be number one, target number one on the list. If you had
0: Ella Belinska, Jane, in MI6, if we saw, like, her in MI6 being a badass... That wouldn't have undercut her character at all. Nope. That wouldn't have undermined the women at all. It would have been awesome it would have added to the movie. I think it hurt the movie by not having that stuff. Yeah,
1: it really reminded me of the Captain Marvel scene. Oh. But I, I kind of like that one too, you know, where she's <laughs> she's like a kid. She goes up. Yeah. This was very on the nose. It was the only point that was this much yeah. on the nose. Yeah, so I absolutely I kind of forgive that. it. I was when I saw this, I was like, oh, okay. Yep, they they're doing this thing, but <laughs> That was our introduction. It wasn't too bad, I guess. We're a little bit divided on it. Well, we both agreed that it was cringy. So. It was. It was a little. So we're cringy. not that divided. It was a little cringy, but you know, I can I can appreciate the sentiment. You can go with it. Yeah, they tried and failed, but yeah, they still <laughs> at least they tried. They go
0: home with it. A wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't too
1: bad. It wasn't too bad. Uh, but it certainly wasn't anyone's backstory. No, it was just backstory about female kind. I yeah. guess. Yeah, we're just showing that women could ride bikes as children. Well done. Anyway, getting into the movie uh, We're introduced to Ellen who's our lead, I guess Eleanor, sorry This, who's, this who's is my lead. plot This is, this is your plot, yeah, yeah. Um, Who's a competent scientist She works for the Brock Corporation, which I explained It's actually Brock Industries in the actual movie I just well, want to point that out But everything is a corporation cares? in our show
0: So we can, we can call it the Brock Corporation
1: Yeah, she works for Brock This big organisation But they're um, So she's working to create an environmental unlimited energy device it's called Callisto I think environmentally friendly
0: is the term But yeah, it can be environmental it could be made out of plants <laughs> Well,
1: it's renewable energy That's going to save the world You go into as much detail as they do about how yeah, it works absolutely Because I don't understand how it works at all It's just like, it exists and it creates power There you go Neither does
0: Wirelessly
1: any, Neither does anyone How else? does it know what to power? <laughs> Who knows? Hey, it's a Charlie's Angels movie. Do you need yeah. to know? No, it's magic. It's a box. Yes, it's a no, They explained it. It was like a magnetic. Oh, you used electro or magnetic uh, impulses. Yeah, very clever. Yeah, they did with a cyanide outer casing. Mm. That was important to know. That for was some very important. Uh, she also works alongside her friend Langston. Mm. Corrector Mundo. They have a weird relationship though. Like, like they're friends at the start, and then yeah. towards the end of the movie, he just blatantly ignores her and she's just like, Hey, you? It's <laughs> yes. like she doesn't even know who he is by the end of the movie, even though he's supposed to be like her assistant. They're yeah. supposed to
0: have this great working relationship. They talk twice in the whole movie.
1: There's a gunfight that happens, and Langston comes over to comes over to Jane and it's just like, hey. And then Ellen is just like, Oh, hey, you. Like, yeah. <laughs> aren't you? worried about your friend you're more worried about the sexist guy that like died yeah exactly anyway
0: very underdeveloped character there
1: you get another two points because you explain that the boss of this organization brock is a mark zuckerberg like tech wizard which i go. think is a very accurate description of who he was there we go i mean i think you thought he was a lot nicer than yeah. he ended up being or a lot more let's yeah. say sincere than yes. he ended up being yes so brock meets a potential buyer that turns out to be a terrorist...
0: For the Callisto device. For sure. the Callisto yep.
1: device, who ends up killing him and taking over his company. And he plans to turn Callisto into a bomb. Now, the silent terrorist is, um, you believe, is played by Jonathan Tucker. Yep, he's Hodak in the actual movie. His that's name the, is Hodak. That's the character's name. Now, you say the character's not going to have a name. The character's name is Hodak. Yep. But other than that, your assessment on this character is correct. You describe him as cold and calculating... Silent, never saying anything. He was going to be this version of the mm. creepy thin man. Yes, this is. You're getting two points for this, by the way. Ooh. The only thing you're incorrect a version about- of the creepy thin man. He
0: just was the creepy yeah. thin man with tattoos. True, true, they just completely ripped off that character.
1: I mean, the creepy thin man was a little bit more creepy than yes, this guy. This right. guy
0: was more cool. Yeah, well, the creepy thin man was cooler than this guy.
1: <laughs> I thought this guy was. F- I thought this guy was awesome. Yeah, he was awesome, but he
0: was was nothing on The Creepy Thin Man. He was nothing on Crispin Glover. I mean,
1: Crispin Glover is Crispin Glover. It wasn't that memorable. Yes, so... You thought this guy was going to be the mastermind behind yep. everything, the main antagonist. However, he's just a goon. He's just the dragon. Of yeah, the that's movie. right. And uh, he was always going to be, wasn't he? I can't believe I didn't pick that up. Ah, well, you were not very confident with this prediction. No. So I think that kind of showed a little bit here. Uh, you said, and i give you two points for, Eleanor has a sexist co-worker. My oh, word, boy. she has several. She has two at least. But the <laughs> two m- very prominent sexist co-workers. Yeah, yeah. But the main one is Fleming and- Yeah, Peter I'll Fleming. Two points for that Because yeah That's very accurate But oh my god Everybody Are you counting Ralph as well Yeah I'm counting Ralph as well German Ralph (laughs) Well didn't we say His name was going to be Sven in the movie Or something like that I I just said that Because sleazy Sven I thought that was funny Obviously it didn't land In the show But right, now yeah, <laughs> right now, yeah. Or right now. But he was very sleazy and slimy, so yes. that's that's very true there. I just knew from the way that they were talking about the movie that there had to be
0: over the top sexist men in the movie. That's just like it's just like the white person in a Spike Lee movie. <laughs> They're always going to be the villain. Mm. Uh, a sexist man in a feminist movie?
1: Come on! Uh, it was they, they played it well. So I give you two points because Eleanor knows Callisto is dangerous. And she understands that the company has been taken over by Havoc This is in your plot Haddock Haddock Hodak like H- Hodak Think of Kodak with, with an a No it Havoc So Haddock no. is his name Yeah no Hodak Hodak is it's not that. a fish <laughs> Is his name Hodak? Yes it's Hodak Like Hodor? Yes my god what a stupid name uh, Just hold my Dax If I say Havoc Oh that was a bad Just joke. go with me I mean uh, No I'm going to correct you Well maybe time. I should just call him the villain Kieran Call him creepy thin guy <laughs> <laughs> okay, you may as well. I call him the I villain may in, as my, well. in my plot. Uh, so she contacts the Townsend Agency? Yeah. Mm, I mean... They're kind of aware of her and they track her down, I think, in That's the movie. Right. But someone does give her a card to contact the angels. That's right. So the secretary does. You're kind of right there. So two points for that.
0: You dropped something. No, I didn't. Well, I didn't. So you definitely did. <laughs> hint, hint. Pick up the card, bitch. Pick up the card and keep the card yeah. as well. All right. So I'll give you a point because be you- It's funny ne- if she just went through it in the bin and the secretary just came up gave her another <laughs> card. You dropped it again. You dropped it in the bin.
1: Ew, I don't want that back. No, this is a fresh one. <laughs> Just like putting it in her pocket. Yeah. So I'll give you a point because you nailed the cafe scene exactly, but oh, yeah. this was in the
0: trailer. So break it down for anybody who might not be familiar.
1: Uh, so the cafe scene is Eleanor meeting up with Sam Our favorite, Bosley. Jimon, Jimon Honsu, Honsu, who we called Jimon Onsu all throughout that episode. Yep. Embarrassingly so. Which I give you a point for. Uh, Eleanor is telling her, telling Sam Bosley her concerns. Uh, Haddock attacks them uh, after typing in... Hodak. God. The- oh. The villain attacks her okay. after typing in a typewriter and Jane is a waitress. For some Jumps into action. Yep. Which I give you three sets of two. And you thought the points? What? Well, <laughs> you just happened to be there. You thought through my explanation that, you, that the I
0: other said. two angels just happened to be there. And oh, oh! Thank goodness they happened to be around with the well, Sam Bosley. You only said Jimon Jane. Bosley. You
1: only said Jane was here at this point. But yeah, you said she just happened to be in the room at the same time. I was like, okay.
0: no, I just said that Ellen is there undercover, and you mm. just presume Jane.
1: Jane is there. Sorry. Undercover.
0: Well, her name's uh, <laughs> Ella Belinska in real life. I was just mixing her up okay. with Elena. So yeah, Jane was. I just said that Jane was there undercover And what I was inferring was Eleanor didn't know that she was an angel Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't made obvious to her that she was an angel at that point But for some reason you just thought that just by happenstance Jane just happened to turn up
1: She was just in the neighbourhood And I don't think anybody else in the world (laughs) thought that But I'm glad we cleared it up (laughs) Alright, so this goes into a car chase with gunfighting Which I give you a point for Because we see it in the trailer I said that there was a Gatling gun mounted on the front of Hodak's uh, automobile That's exactly what I have here I have They're able to escape And the villain has a Gatlin gun Which Mm -hmm. is exactly what happens I give you two points Because Eleanor is Finally introduced to Susan As well as Sabina And you thought there was Going to be a gag Where Eleanor says I thought the other guy was Bosley Yep They do that in the movie Very much do that I'll give you two points because <laughs> speaking of I'm Bosley, she explains the hierarchy. Uh, she explains that she was an angel that had been promoted. She explains yeah. how the whole system works.
0: Did you like in the movie every time they pointed out the Bosleys' real names, like we we're supposed to give a shit about them? They did it three times throughout yeah. the movie. They said their real names and we're supposed to be like, ooh, like they just <laughs> found out what their name was. But I'm like, who gives a shit what their name is? They're Bosley. Uh,
1: what was uh, Sam Bosley's real name? They I don't mentioned remember. His name it was the- like Jean-Pierre. <laughs> John Depardieu And they're like Oh His name was Stephen Oh Not Stephen
0: Yeah We're supposed to care That Jaimon Honsu dies We're introduced to him And then he dies in the next scene And then we're supposed to believe that good old jane and good old jaimon have this working relationship we're like super best friends and super close even though we're not that's not established at all in the movie they have one scene where they're like practicing boxing and it doesn't even look like they're that close they're just like they're so sort of cold and calculating with each other and then suddenly she's all like oh i'm so sad and then (laughs) (laughs) he was my friend too says elizabeth banks elizabeth bosley give me a hug hugs work and like, where did this come from? Why do we need this? this it could just be like another faceless Bosley in the organisation. It would have just the same impact in, than it did in the actual movie. By but- the way, this movie was written by five different people and it really shows. So obviously he might have been more fleshed out in an earlier version of the script. Apparently, according to Elizabeth Banks, the script really sucks. So She didn't though, like it? Even though she wrote most of it herself. She said the original script sucked. Oh. So she rewrote a lot of the script and I think she excised a lot of the background sort of stuff. And so I think that really shows in the final movie because a lot of stuff seems to be missing. So they sort of go into stuff a little bit. Like, like, they like sort of scrape the surface on some things, especially a lot of character stuff. But yeah, it's not really that fleshed out and, sort of, and a lot of stuff just sort of lands flat. Well, I don't know And this is one of those
1: circumstances Maybe maybe Jane is sitting in a boxing ring by herself And she has no one to practice boxing with yeah. So then she's really sad She just has to punch herself
0: <laughs> But yeah did you care when Jaimon died? I mean we love Jaimon of on this course, show Of course Because we love Jaimon But yeah did you care when the character died? Did yeah. it have any impact on you at all? Yeah Come I on be, a serious. Be, a serious. be serious Be serious Cried
1: myself to sleep couldn't get over it. Did you get a? Don't did bring you it up. Give a single shit at all. It's hurting me right now that we're keeping. I'm still grieving right now, Kieran Okay. Um. So I would like if we just moved on because okay. I I can't. All right. It's just going to bring up some feelings in me. Fair enough. <laughs> he was a well-established character. Yeah. I mean, he he boxed. Um. Yep. He died. Yes, he said, "Elena, we we'll go to the bathroom right now." He likes coffee quickly. There's a lot we learned about yeah. this guy. <laughs> he dies when he's shot. He has a good. He has good taste in cafes. That cafe looked awesome. Yeah, it did. I like to believe that Sam Bosley picked that cafe. So he did. He knows his stuff. Yep. I want to go to that cafe actually, <laughs> if it exists. Another two points for you, sir, because. They decide to keep Eleanor with them for their protection, or for her protection. Uh, yeah, she's but also, her. yeah, she's she's like their bouncer. Uh, but also because she knows info on Callisto and the people involved. Now, I mean, I guess she's kind of there to be protected, but it's more that she's useful rather than that. But I give you two points regardless because that is exa- that is exactly what happens. I give you another two points because there are some comedy scenes where Eleanor is introduced to the spy world and Quite she's like,
0: "Comedy scenes? whoa, what's going on here? What are all these things? Yeah. I wish I hadn't seen Kingsman because otherwise this would have looked really fresh. <laughs>
1: I know, right? <laughs> uh, I give you a point because you talk about how Eleanor is introduced to the closet She's introduced and the Saint to who lives in the closet. gadgets exactly and and the saint I hope I get some kind of sympathy points because I don't mention the saint at all in my plot. <laughs> no, there's a lot
0: of things you don't mention at all. But
1: I mentioned plot. him in your plot so, Yes. and I helped you out. So, I hope I, I hope I get something for that. So, I give you another set of 2 points because at this point you just say the angels start globe-trotting around high-class events to yep. learn more about the villain's plans, which is the case they do do that in this in this portion of the movie. Another 2 points because you say that the villain is meeting with international terrorists to By sell By the way, a bomb.
0: I just wanted to correct myself here. In the original episode, I said that they go to a Saudi Arabian country. Yes, you do. I'm Saudi- about to say that. Saudi Arabia is a country. It's not a group of countries. It's a single country. I'm an idiot. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll give you some props here because there are some like Middle Eastern people that they well, do- Well, they go to Turkey. Exchanges They go with. to Istanbul in Turkey, so-, so. In any case, they're doing uh, deals with international terrorists. Well, no,
0: they're not. They're not at all. It looks like they are, but then they don't. So, this is another thing that is really sort of underwritten and poorly written in the movie. So, they introduce this sort of like... There's a prince, right? Yeah, there's sort of like a Turkish prince who apparently owns a lot of racehorses, and they introduce him. How much does he play into the plot, Matty D? Oh,
1: uh, he's in that one scene. Yeah,
0: when he's introduced, and then you never see him yeah. again. So he Does he was get just, shot? No, not, he doesn't get oh, shot someone else all. gets shot. Yeah, one of uh, Peter Fleming's bodyguards gets shot. But the Saudi prince who they introduce, who they think is going to be the buyer for the Callisto device, is mentioned. And then you never see him again, and he's never important at all. So he's just there as a red herring, I suppose. But yeah, I think so. He didn't really need to be there at all. If the buyer was just the creepy thin guy or Hodak... Or Australian... Or Australian Johnny. Johnny is that would have name. had more impact because that ends up being ultimately the case and it ties Nita back into, we won't spoil who the villain is just yet. I think we'll wait until your plot because you nailed it.
1: And yeah. they and they spend a lot of time making you think the villain is somebody else as well yeah, that's at this right. point in the movie. That's right. We'll get into it. Um, I give you two points because during this time, the agents start to bond. Yep. Eleanor becomes more confident. I give you two points for that because she does. Mm-hmm. Jane shows herself to be as skilled in her knowledge of science as her knowledge in beating people up and yep. it actually rivals Elana's skills as well. So I'll give you two points yep. for that. Phosphorus is her favourite chemical apparently. <laughs> yes it is. I kind of I like that scene. i give yeah. you two points. Uh, you say that Sabina is going to be the relatable I use the term layman I mean I know you said dumb in the in yeah. your prediction but Well I just think, compared
0: to the other two she's the yeah, dumb Yeah
1: I think what you meant is that she didn't know much about this science right. high tech sort of things and and it's played for comic relief which it is. She's, she's pretty much the relatable character In yeah, this movie Yeah that's right I'll Give you two points They go to a horse Stud auction No they don't They go to the
0: Turkish Derby
1: No they don't They're Yeah that's right they horses But there is a deal Going down Or at least we think they are So I give you two points Because that's kind of Close yeah. enough for me I'm kind of being fair to you You call the start Of this plot really well And as yeah, we go yeah. along It starts losing Its momentum yeah. So I wanted to throw you A few bones here Eleanor is... Is it Elena or...?
0: Yeah, they say it both ways in the movie. Do so, they
1: really? Yeah. All right. So, Eleanor says there's multiple devices. So, just getting one won't fix the problem at all. And I give you two points for that because that there is, are multiple devices. Yeah, that is the case. They do say that in the movie as well. And part of the plot as well is that they're setting him up all over the place. Like, yeah. the big bad guy who will be revealed later in the episode. Yeah. Stay tuned, He guys. wants everyone in the world to
0: have one so he can just take out people remotely. Exactly. When he wants. Sorry, he or she could take them out remotely. <laughs> Of course, it's, it's okay. a feminist
1: movie. The bad guy's never going to be a woman. <laughs> so, Eleanor meets Langston in a nightclub in your plot, and he fills her in with what's going on in the Brock Corp. Now, there is some conversations between her and Langston, but it doesn't happen in a nightclub. Well, he appears at the party at the end. He's in the closet. He does appear in the in the party. That's right. He's yeah. there. But he doesn't really do anything. No. He doesn't need to be there at all. Well, he's there for Jane, which yeah. you actually speak what about. What's
0: the point of having Langston in the cupboard at all? Why? Why?
1: Why? Because um, that was the only reason that she gave her thumbprint. Right, because he was under threat. Okay. Yeah, so she wasn't. We're supposed
0: to think that he's somebody that she really cares about. (laughs) If that was established in the movie, that would have been nice.
1: Yeah, so she's okay with being killed or tortured, but if they harm Langston, you know, she has a collar on for some reason in the actual movie. Yeah, that hurts her as well. Yeah, for no reason.
0: Anyway, that's just supposed to be humiliation.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, that's that's the whole point of that scene, I guess. But then she doesn't care about Langston after the fact. No. You say there's a flirtation between Jane and Langston, but it doesn't go anywhere. It's just played for comic relief. Boy, howdy, is there. I give you a point because it's in the trailer. And also, we know Elizabeth Banks clearly stated that there's not going to be a romance in the movie, which there wasn't. But this is the closest. Well, there was a flirtation. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I give you two points. They infiltrate Brock's work and destroy the methods of making the Callisto device. This happens for you later on in the movie. Yeah, that's right. It happened really on in the actual movie, but, you know, they do do that with... Well, at the end with of the movie, she,
0: she makes one of those devices basically useless. Yes. But in the actual movie, they go in to try and take all the Callisto devices so they can't be used, but they,
1: they fail yeah. in their mission. Yeah. You're just getting it around the other way, but essentially yeah. that yeah, does yeah. happen. I was watching this with my housemate, and they were like, why, is they, why are they dressed like that? And then it all came. Yeah. Uh, well, apparently, it really came together in the end. By the way, apparently- That was one thing that actually worked in the movie, so <laughs> apparently, well done, Elizabeth, thanks. Um, apparently Langston is a very- apparently. Popular actor is he? I found out. Yeah, I had no idea. He's in, a, he's in a TV show that's very well beloved. Oh, what's he from? I can't remember. My oh, husband wow. was like, "This guy's in a really like popular TV show." She was like, "He was the guy that she pointed out." I was like, "Oh, okay." We didn't know that.
0: Oh, there you go. So you watched this with a woman as well? Mm. And what were her thoughts on the movie?
1: Uh, She only watched the first half a bit, but I think she enjoyed
0: it. I think that says everything. (laughs) She can only get halfway through it.
1: (laughs) I think she had other things to do. All right. So i give you two points because Eleanor wipes the main server while Jane and Sabina fight the main bad guy. Now, she's kind of like... Eleanor's kind of in a room at this point. She's watching security footage and Sabina and Jade are fighting the villain, so... Give you yeah. two points for that That's right I mean this is all happening In the party That happens
0: multiple times In the movie It's always Eleanor is in a room With security footage While the other two are fighting That happens in every action
1: scene mm. Even the party Yeah I give you half a point Eleanor gets confronted By her sexist co-worker And beats him up I mean She does get confronted By one of her sexist co-workers That's or, right I mean multiple of them
0: I mean she really does Beat up uh, Ralph A lot. She blows him up essentially and kills him. I mean, she doesn't do that. Yes, she does. She's the one who programmed the device to do that. Uh, So if she hadn't done that with the device, that guy would still be alive. Because she's trying
1: to save him, though. So she's not like in your prediction. She beat him up to a bloody pop because Mm
0: -hmm. he's so sexist that kills him. Because he refuses to listen to her. All <laughs> right.
1: I still think it deserves half a point. That's fair enough. But well yeah, I wasn't I wasn't on the money at all, but it did kinda happen. Kinda did happen. Um I think that's what you thought the line that looks where, where Sabina says, How did that feel? Yeah. That, that looked like it felt good. I think that's what you thought that line was referring to. Yeah,
0: but instead it was actually referring to a joke that fell flat. <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, so two points. Sabina and Jade get into a gunfight with the villain, and Susan swoops in to join in. That does happen. Yep. Uh, at they the party def- at the end. They defeat Haddock, Havoc, Hodak, Hammock. They defeat Hammock, Hammock. Yeah. Okay. Harrick. and he utters. I was so impressed by this, by the way. And this is you get two points for this. Well yes. done. This is my best prediction in the this whole movie. This is your best prediction. He's silent through the whole movie, and yep. you say he'll only utter one. Line of dialogue, it will be crude and offensive uh, And he will say it when he's about to die And he says, the only line of dialogue he says is he calls them a bitch Or he calls Jane a bitch That's right And And I even suggested that he might say you crazy bitches as well That's right, so absolutely on the money
0: Because that always happens, that's been done so many times in movies That i have like, they always do that in movies It has to happen here, and it did I didn't, How I, didn't, creative.
1: I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't say it was going
0: to happen. You didn't so. even think he was going to be a silent villain. I think I did, didn't I? Mm, you didn't say it. Mm. You might have thought it, but you didn't say it.
1: I thought I... Th- anyway, I think we'll get into it later. But two points. You said Eleanor is going to become an angel so that we can have sequels. Yep. I don't know if we'll have sequels, but it was certainly set up to be that way. Yep. And she does become an angel. And I give you half a point here because you say that Charlie is actually dead And he's more of a concept than an actual person. Yep. And is there to bring strong women together. Now, Charlie is in the movie. No, he's not. They said he died. Like, the figure Charlie is in the movie, but is played by a woman. That's correct. But you are right in the fact that Charlie is now a concept rather than... Yep. So, he was a
0: man previously. So, we saw him in we saw him at the end of the original 2000s Charlie's Angels movie. So, we know that Charlie was a man at some point. They said that Charlie died at some point and Bosley was ideally, as in Patrick Bosley, was going to ideally take over the corporation, but that didn't happen, which uh, may or may not have made him jaded. But yeah, so we see in the end of the movie that Charlie is now a woman using a voice synthesizer. So, I think that proves my point that Charlie is more of an idea, a concept, rather than yeah. a physical man anymore. Absolutely.
1: And I think there was like a picture frame, and I think that might have been Charlie. Yeah, it so. was.
0: Yeah, that was Charlie. That was the actor who Oh, Charlie. was that the actor? Yeah, that's right. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That was their way of dedicating the movie to him.
1: And so, I remember speaking to you off air, and also it comes in in the episode as well. You said you weren't confident at all. You were really no. worried about it. How do you feel you went? I feel like I went all right, but not, not perfect, not mm. great. I'd
0: say high 30s, if anything.
1: Oh, okay. Well, you're exceeding your own expectations here because you got 53 and a half. Really? Mm. Wow, I did way better than I thought I did. I threw you a few bones here and there, but you called the start of the movie not so much the rest of it. Yeah, well, there you go. I think you did well at picking pieces of the trailer <laughs> yeah. was mainly what you did you're like yeah. this scene happens and if i was only like another well, person on this show did that More technically technically that scene did happen i mean it didn't happen you yeah. know in the context of where where you thought it would go but i guess it did happen so yeah yeah 53 and a half yeah there we go
0: let's get straight so into. so tell me how i did let's get straight into how you did now you basically did the opposite of what i did you had a really shaky start but then nailed the landing you got the end basically dead on with the movie so
1: I was like Eleanor doing the plane. Yeah, absolutely. At the end.
0: Yeah, with Hayley Steinfeld in the back. Did you notice her? Mm, yeah. So, good old, what's her name from uh, True Grit became an angel, as well as Ronda Rousey, apparently. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But anyway, your plot. So, this just proves our point of when we work together, we nail a plot perfectly in theory because I nailed the start of the movie up until about halfway through. You nailed the end of the movie from about halfway through onwards, as we're just about to hear. So,
1: can I just say I'm really annoyed at myself because I had decided that the intro of this movie was pretty much going to be exactly what you said. Yep. And then at the last minute, I was like, nah, screw it. I'm going to do something completely different. Let's talk about
0: that right now, because you said the movie will open with a cold open. Just stealing from my playbook here, but you said we'd meet Alexander Brock and his wife. You said that Brock isn't a young, hip tech guru. He's your classic corporate businessman. He's I mean not, he kind of is He's not really He's a spoiled rich kid Who pretends to be A young hip tech guru He's very much like You see him like On a bike With one of his assistants And he gets He throws a hissy fit And throws his phone Into the lake And has to use The assistant's phone That's pretty much all the character development he has in the movie, beyond sitting in candlelight and not saying anything and being a jerk at the end of the movie. But yeah, so he isn't really your standard classic corporate businessman. Yeah, fair. He's closer to like a Steve Jobs or something like that.
1: Or, I mean, like a a selfish... Entitled spoiled brat, Mark Zuckerberg. Well, I I don't want to. I don't want to disparage Mark Zuckerberg. He's a big listener of
0: this show. I forgot. Sorry, Mark.
1: Now you said the banners from Facebook. You said
0: that in this opening, Brock is at the Brock Corporation. As I said before, it's actually Brock Industries in the actual movie, but that doesn't hurt your plot at all. And he's announcing his new piece of technology called the Brock. Now, we know that in the actual movie, the device is called the Callisto device. I think I nailed that 100%.
1: You mean you saw an interview that I did not see? Yes, exactly.
0: And now, the the Brock device hasn't been released to the public or announced to the public at all at this point. So, I can't give you any points for that. And at the start of the movie, we see Peter Fleming and his team introducing the prototype to Brock for the first time. So, it isn't Brock and his wife announcing to the public, Oh, check out my new Brock. So, no, yeah, no points there. You won't even... On the track to half a point Sorry Mm. Matty D You said that Brock Congratulates himself For developing the Brock Even though Eleanor And a small team of people Were actually responsible For developing the product They give you half a point Because Peter Fleming Basically does this He introduces the prototype To Brock and it's like Me and a small group of people Pull this together It's so great And he doesn't He obviously doesn't understand Anything about the device itself So you were pretty close there So half a point
1: Do I not get a half a point Because of the press conference Because that does happen There's no no press conference Yeah there is right at the start That's not a press conference Oh not, not at the start But like that candlelight thing That's not a press conference
0: That was just them Revealing it to Brock For the first time There was no press there At all There were other people there They were from the company (laughs) They were investors They weren't press right. right. Like they said They haven't gone public With this device Mm. yet By the end of the movie He never goes public At the end he's saying We're going public with this No matter what He never does Because he gets arrested You said that the Brock device Is a source of unlimited Clean energy I gave you a point and a half For this because the Callisto device is But we knew this From the trailer You said that Eleanor speaks to Brock privately and tells him that the device emits radioactive waves that can kill (laughs) animals and plant life. So ridiculous. The opposite to clean energy. So ridiculous. I gave you half a point because Eleanor throughout the movie is trying to convey to Brock and as well as her superiors that the Callisto can be used to send out explosive pulses that can potentially kill people or give them life-threatening brain seizures.
1: It was all very confusing. I I just think Callisto was bad if bad guys use it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, Eleanor wants to continue development of the Brock device, of course, to sort out these issues. This is in your plot. And you said that Brock will laugh this off and tell her that it will all be fine. Don't worry about it, darling. And I gave you two points for that, because not only does Peter Fleming tell her this, but Brock tells her this as well at the end of the movie. This absolutely happens twice in the movie. You said that Brock will refer to Eleanor as his guardian angel in a patronizing way. He does not. I thought that was in the trailer, but it turns out it wasn't. So. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't know. So you said that Eleanor then notices that she's being followed by shady people. I gave you half a point because Eleanor is being followed by shady people later on, but she isn't aware of it at all. Now, Maddie D, I've got to ask her at this point, what sort of action movie would start like this? What sort of action movie would start off with like a press conference and, oh, well, let's give a heaps of background on the Brock device. I've never seen an action movie that would have started like that.
1: You know, they're changing—they're changing formula, Kieran. They're—they're they're breaking
0: all barriers in this movie. Yeah. So this is Maddie D's old trope of not understanding how movies start. So a horror <laughs> movie has to start with a scare. An action movie has to start off with action I break all the rules So you really hurt yourself there by like switching around like the order of the things happen So you would have been closer if that was the case Now you said we cut to Japan at this point We did not, it's Brazil It didn't even look like Japan <laughs> Oh, I mean it did a little bit I was tossing up whether it was Hong Kong yeah, yeah, So yeah. I won't completely shit on you there But you said that Sabina is flirting with a sleazy businessman What is you with you and businessmen in this movie? What is it with this movie and businessmen? Yeah, that's a good point Businessmen are evil apparently So she's flirting with a sleazy businessman Who is stealing humanitarian aid money I gave you a point for that because that's in the trailer The businessman who of course is Australian Johnny Is being boastful about the money he stole No he's not He doesn't even talk about that at all He just talks about Sabina He's just sexist towards Sabina the whole time No he's in love Oh is he? Oh yeah that's right he is in love (laughs) He falls in love with her Let's talk about Sabina for a second Yes Is she a lesbian? Um, The movie doesn't address it it doesn't address it directly, but she there is a fair few hints throughout the movie, and they have actually said, they have confirmed this 100%, she's a lesbian. Oh, okay. I wish they'd made it more obvious in the movie. But it might have meant something more.
1: There's nothing that's said in the movie, right? She I mean,
0: flirts with two women in the movie, and she's a little bit flirty with Eleanor, and that's pretty much it. That's pretty much okay. all they say. I guess they're trying to say that lesbians have short hair as well. <laughs> Because that's her other character trait But yeah One of the things I noticed I didn't notice this the first time I watched the movie at all But the second time I watched the movie I I very much noticed her flirting with women all throughout
1: I noticed her sexuality wasn't even played in the movie I thought I just There's a bit where she sort of
0: awkwardly flirts with the woman behind the desk At the gym When she's trying to get one of the Brock employees to I don't know, sign up for spin
1: class or something like that would you call that awkward flirting? Because I thought she stole the key card and pretended she was in the line. And then when she moved up the front, she was like, I don't actually need anything. Goodbye. Yeah, well, she goes
0: like, hi, and then goes, oh, bye. But no, they've actually, like I said, this is something confirmed by mm. the makers on the movie that she is a lesbian. It wasn't clear. I think it was more clear that she loved eating. She's always <laughs> eating and talking about eating in every scene of the yeah. movie. It kind of grossed me out that she was talking about eating like a tuna salad sandwich while <laughs> like Eleanor was throwing up because all I could think about was to <laughs> throw up. Anyway, moving back to your plot We're back, uh, Sabina is flirting with uh, Australian Johnny in the hotel room Giving him a foot job under the table And you said that Australian Johnny believes that Sabina is an escort Now that's not actually the case No He caught her attention in a bar Well actually she says that she caught his attention in a bar That's why they're talking or something like that We don't know they're in a bar she,
1: He doesn't care what she does
0: Yeah, that's right Doesn't care She's just She is just a pretty face for him You said that it's soon revealed That Sabina is a decoy And Jane appears And takes out Johnny's guards I gave you a point for that Because it was in the trailer You said that Patrick Bosley Appears and congratulates The two angels And this was all part of the plan I gave you a point for that as well Because it was in the trailer Well done, angels (laughs) You said that we'll cut to a scene Of Jaimon Bosley Practicing boxing with Jade It's actually Jane You called her Jade A fair few times throughout the plot (laughs) While Sabina watches I gave you a point for that Because again It was in the, in the trailer. trailer And Jaimon Bosley Tells them both That they have a new client I gave you a point for that Because it's in the trailer Well done Manny D You watched the trailer I watched the trailer You said that Before Eleanor meets Jaimon Bosley at a cafe We see a little bit more Of her normal life We don't actually see her life At all outside of work Not and really No So we don't really know What sort of person She is at home Yeah All of her character development Happens throughout the movie I suppose I mean
1: We see her work life Kind of But that's yeah. about it
0: Yeah, that's not really like her background or personal story at all.
1: You said that Eleanor
0: meets Jaimon Bosley in a cafe because she's worried about being followed. I gave you half a point because she's actually there to hand over information on the Callisto device. And she is being followed at this point, but she isn't aware, as I said before, that she's in danger. You said that Eleanor explains to Jaimon Bosley that the Brock device can be used for evil... Evil I gave you a point because that's in the trailer I don't think you quite understood how it could be used for evil Maybe just to kill animals and plant life I suppose
1: Why didn't I just say a bomb? That would have been easier That's what they did in the movie I don't know, I thought maybe they would do something different but Why is
0: it a bomb that is only occasionally fatal? That's what I want to know I don't want to kill people I just want to maybe hurt them occasionally
1: (laughs) I didn't understand this device at all How it worked for good, how it worked for evil, it made no sense to me.
0: It might have been something more, it might have been explained more in the original script before Elizabeth Banks got all over it. But yeah, who knows? Who cares? Yeah, who does care? You said that Eleanor and Bosley are being watched by a sinister man who's typing on a typewriter. I gave you a point for that because it's in the trailer. And Jane is posing as a waitress and Sabina is up in the rafters taking photos. Gave you a point for that because it was in the trailer. Yeah. Well, I said
1: Sabina was up in the rafters. Someone didn't. Well, I didn't care. Who cares?
0: (laughs) She wasn't that important to the scene. No, not really. Now, you referred to Hodak as the creepy thin man at this point, and I gave you a bonus half a point for that, because oh, they basically just ripped off the character of the creepy thin man, as we've discussed already.
1: Creepy thin man with tattoos. Exactly.
0: So, it's kind of lazy. They've done that already. Maybe they just feel like it's a staple of Charlie's Angels now to have a creepy thin man who's an assassin, who's not the main villain.
1: Well, actually, he's like creepy buff man. Yeah. Well, at least he's not fat. No.
0: <laughs> so, he's
1: still thin. 10%
0: body fat. You said that there's a gunfight at this point which leads to a car chase, I gave you a point because of course that was in the trailer, and you said that Sabina nearly jeopardizes the whole plan, but they still manage to get away unscathed. Now, she actually helps them out of fear, but mm. she actually prevents them from dying because the creepy thin man has them pinned underwater with a gun, and she comes up and knocks him over with a yeah. motorbike, and essentially scares him off.
1: She's not paying attention So she misses the shot But other than that She doesn't really sabotage But she had anything. no way Of getting to them quickly
0: anyway Because she was as it was revealed In the movie She was up like a huge Flight of stairs So even if she Was paying attention She still wouldn't have Got yeah. there in time
1: I guess I thought That Sabina's character arc Was going to be That she She's always Screwed up
0: Yeah we'll get into that In a sec You do
1: go into that In a bit more
0: detail Later on You said that the angels And Eleanor meet up With Elizabeth Bosley I gave you a point Because it's in the trailer I'm Bosley You said that Elizabeth Bosley scolds Sabina for messing up. That doesn't happen. She hugs Eleanor and says hugs work, as we saw in the movie.
1: She's lovely. Lovely to everybody.
0: Yeah. I mean, she's the director and writer of the movie.
1: Except Patrick Stewart. (laughs) Yes. You said that Elizabeth
0: Bosley introduces herself to Eleanor and decides to introduce her to the world of the angels. I gave you a point because, again, that was in the trailer. You said that Bosley takes them back to their headquarters in the UK. Mm. They actually go to their headquarters in Berlin. Now, mm. in now actually, in your plot, I said that the headquarters were in Berlin. I hope you gave me a point for that. No, I did not. Because <laughs> I
1: nailed it because their headquarters were so I guess in you're, Berlin. Uh, I guess you're 54. I didn't remember you said that.
0: Yeah, I said it during your plot. Ah, okay. Because I said, right. I thought their headquarters were in Berlin, judging from the trailer. And it was. Well, I was 100% right. There you go. Why? Has that always been the case? Well, because the, the the brunt of the movie in the Brock Industries headquarters is in Hamburg, which is also in Germany. Oh, so okay. It's just the closest headquarters. Sure. So, we're to presume that there's like the main one in LA, which we see at the start of the movie, and then there's one in every country uh, all over the world, mm. including Saudi Arabian countries. At this point, you thought that we'd get a bit of backstory about the Angels, where Bosley explains that there were originally three Angels and one Bosley, but now they're an international organisation with several Angels and several Bosleys. I gave you a point because we knew this going in. Straight from your plot. And you said that Bosley explains that she was originally the third Angel in this trio with Sabina and Jane before being promoted to Bosley. Now, that's not the case, Maddie. D. She wasn't ever working with these two angels, but I gave you half a point because Elizabeth Bosley was originally an angel who got promoted to a Bosley. She just didn't work with those other two girls. That would have made sense. That would have been kind of neat for the movie, but it's not something that they ever said. It would have been better.
1: It would have made them have a relationship. It would have been better, and you
0: would have got more points.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I would have liked that better.
0: It would have been great if the characters had more relationships with each other.
1: I mean, the only sort of
0: relationships that are established in the movie is Jane and Sabina's relationship they meet in the movie and become friends
1: mm. um the saint and everybody oh yeah
0: i mean i wish i had a saint in
1: wildlife he was i love that guy
0: yeah he was great there were so many middle-aged woman jokes in that scene with the saint because she's like i like cheese and i drink wine during the day this is the banks <laughs> speaking i'm like oh you could tell that she wrote this movie back to your plot you said that jane is a former mi6 agent and gave you a point because that's in the trailer you said that Jane doesn't allow herself to express emotions And is an overachiever oh, And wow. she left the MI6 because she wanted to do the right thing When her other agent co-workers didn't I gave you two points because that's all in the movie, Maddie. did That's incredible, I forgot I said that And it's all part of her character arc too, so well done I didn't point that out at all I guess I didn't give a shit <laughs> You said that Sabina is the cool, relatable one, but doesn't have a lot of self-confidence and is constantly making mistakes. I gave you half a point because I guess she is the cool, relatable one, but kind of zany and overflowing Mm. with confidence instead of lacking confidence. Yeah, she has a lot of confidence. She dances like a monkey in front of a security camera. A lot of confidence. You said that she is brought... Oh, this was this blew my mind, Matty D. This might be the best uh, thing what, you said in this prediction. What did I say? You said that Sabina was brought up as an athletic gymnast and comes from a rich family before rebelling and becoming an angel. That's 100% correct. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I'd forgotten that until I saw the movie again. That's two points. Yay. And you said that Sabina largely does all the decoy work. I gave you a point because that's pretty much true and it's in the trailer. You said that we'll see a reference to the other angels in the headquarters. Two points there because during Patrick Bosley's retirement, that we does get happen. to see really poorly <laughs> photoshopped pictures of Patrick Stewart in the other movies and in the seventies TV show.
1: Uh, we also see the costumes as well. Yeah, of previous that's right. Angels. When
0: they go into the Saints' closet, we get to see like the Lederhosen, Lederhosen. Which I was pleased to see. That we, was cool. I we like actually that scene. See, we actually see a photo of that scene as well with Bosley dressed as like the, the German trumpeteer in that <laughs> scene. Trombone, whatever it was. But yeah, that was a nice reference and you called it, so you get two points there. You said that the Angel's plan is to infiltrate Eleanor's workplace, of course the Brock Corporation or Brock Industries, and help her get access to places that she usually can't access. I gave you a point because this was all explored in the trailer as well. And you said that they'll go into Brock Industries in disguise. Again, that was in the trailer. Mm -hmm. You said that this infiltration goes horribly wrong, as Hodak has been following them this whole time. It actually goes exactly to plan, except the only flaw is that the Callisto devices have been already taken by Peter Fleming.
1: Yeah, they they pretty much nailed this. Yeah, except they didn't get what they were after. They
0: got one, but then they blew it up. You said that Hodak will steal the Brock device from the lab and create Skynet. No, that's not true. You said (laughs) that Hodak will steal the Brock device from the lab. I gave you half a point because it's actually Fleming who steals the Callisto devices from the lab. And sells them to Hodak Well, sells them to the man that Hodak is working for So in a loose way, extremely loose, generous way You get half a point for that Thank you
1: Uh, This guy really does remind me of the the bad guy in Terminator Yes, Rev-9 Not (laughs) Rev-9, Terminator 2 Oh, the T-1000
0: Yeah Oh yeah, Rev-9 is like the poor (laughs) man's... T-1000, isn't he? Yeah, I didn't even think about it. He even looks like it him. He does look like him. There we go. You said that the angels need to get the Brock device back before the bad guy can sell it to another bad guy. This is something they specifically say in the trailer, so that's only worth one point. I mean, that's fairly obvious as well. Now, this is where your plot really goes off the rails, because you said that Hodak arranges to hand off the Brock to Langston in a hotel. Just want to remind everybody that Maddie D thought the device, the Callisto device, was called Brock. Yep. So when I say the Brock, I'm not saying, I'm not referring to the man Brock himself. I'm Referring to the Callisto device So Langston is the big bad guy In Maddie D's mo- <laughs> movie
1: Yeah I misread the character list Well done Is what happened And attributed an actor to a character I got it mixed up I got yeah, it mixed up
0: When we did our original episode They just said what the characters names were They yep. didn't say what their role in the movie was going to be So Maddie D just made a presumption mm. Just based on the name I suppose That Langston was going to be the bad so guy So I thought
1: Langston was pretty much Fleming Yes that's right Pretty much
0: so you thought that Hodak would arrange, as we've said already, the Brock to Langston the hotel. Obviously, that's not true at all. And you said that Sabina is able to sneak into the hotel undercover. She does sneak into a hotel undercover to when sneak she into do Fleming's room to go through his stuff and find out where he's
1: traveling to in Turkey. Oh, that's right. And put a put his toilet brush down the toilet. Yeah, that's right. Put Sorry, put his, well, toothbrush, his toothbrush down toothbrush, the
0: toilet. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, it's a toilet brush now.
0: Now, you said that Langston is a well-off corporate businessman bad guy. No, he's not. He's Eleanor's assistant in the lab. And Langston has hired Hodak to bring him the Brock device, which he plans to sell to international terrorists. I gave you half a point because this is actually the villain's real master plan, but it's not Langston, maybe. (laughs) He said that they tracked Langston during the jockey scene, which is actually the Turkish Derby, only to discover that he's in Venice, Italy. I'm not quite sure how that works. He's
1: just like... <laughs> Me neither. He's like, oh, there's Langston in the Turkish Derby. Whoop, suddenly he's in Venice, Italy. So I was sitting there. I was like, okay, they're in the jockey area, but then they also have to get to Venice. And I'm scratching my head. I'm like, they go there and then they go to the other when place. When
0: do they go to Venice in the movie, Matty Do?
1: Yeah, good point <laughs> They never <laughs> they do never
0: do And there's no indication That they do either It's just in every movie we
1: cover There's always that Someone scene. always
0: goes to Venice It's like the James Bond standard
1: I should just say Either a hydroelectrical Or a, a granite plant
0: Yeah a plant or factory Of some description Manny D pointed this out Off air yesterday to me But in every one of our movies That we cover There's always a fight In a factory I don't know why There's always a motorcycle chase In action movies There was one in this movie Yes There's a motorcycle chase In every action movie we cover And there's always a fight In a factory of some kind So I don't know what that is about movies Apparently they're just easy to shoot in I suppose And motorcycles are are cool (laughs) Who knows We should have predicted that there'd be a motorcycle chase in this movie too We should have
1: Oh well We were early in our prediction days
0: Yeah exactly You obviously hadn't learned the formula for movies yet So (laughs) it's obvious here So so Elizabeth Bosley and the Angels track down Langston to Venice No they don't (laughs) They manage to retrieve the Brock device from Langston Presumably Now, in the actual movie, they never, ever achieve their goal of
1: getting back the Callisto devices. Now, I remember why I thought Venice. You know the scene where they're all just hanging out? The one where they talk about their backstories? They're in this, like, They're in Hamburg, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was Venice.
0: Oh, no, no, that was Istanbul in the actual movie. Yeah, Istanbul, Venice. Very similar. They do actually look similar. I I will give you credit there.
1: At least that room did to me. I was like, that must be Venice.
0: (laughs) Didn't really look like Venice. I mean, you could clearly tell it was like a Middle Eastern country, but whatever. You said that they hand the Brock device over to Patrick Bosley, who is revealed to have been a traitor all along and is the mastermind behind the whole plot.
1: Yeah! You better bet
0: your ass that you get two points because in the actual movie, that's 100% the case. I can't believe you called that. And the reason that you said that you decided that Patrick Stewart was the bad guy is because he went feisty in the trailer. And I was like, really? Is that your whole reason behind him being the bad guy? And go with your gut, I suppose.
1: Look, I kind of thought that in these kind of movies, there's always a twist. Twist where the guy you think is the good guy Is actually the bad guy The guy yeah. mastermind behind the whole thing Has to be a Bosley And It's not going to be Elizabeth Banks And it's not going to be German Honsu yeah. It's going to be the white guy They so.
0: teased that it was going to be Elizabeth Banks Throughout mm. the entirety of the movie I think it would have been a better twist If it was Elizabeth Banks Personally speaking, because but you that's wouldn't not see the message, that coming uh, I, I know that's so. not the message she's going for And she wouldn't make herself the bad guy in her own movie But if you think about it It's the exact plot of the first fucking 2000s McGee movie Yeah They just ripped it off completely This Absolutely. whole movie is just basically like a real soft reboot of that movie Done worse now, this is just where the points keep coming, Maddie. Do you? you would not believe how fast and, and loose the. I'm just happy come here.
1: about calling the bad guy. I don't care about anything else. I could, like, say it's in Venice 20, yeah. 20 million times, but I call, call the it bad the guy.
0: Device, you know, Langston's, <laughs> Langston's, the, bad Langston's guy. the bad guy. Whatever. You, who cares? You, you nailed this whole twist. So, how often have you done that in a movie? Not
1: very, very often. Very
0: rarely, so congratulations. You said that Patrick Bosley shoots and kills Jaimon Bosley. I gave you half a point because the assassin that he has hired does shoot and kill Jaimon. And Patrick shoots Elizabeth Bosley. So if you stitch those together, sort of happens. There, yeah. So he does shoot a Bosley and he does kill another Bosley through proxy. There we go. You said that Elizabeth Bosley reveals to the angels that she figured out that Patrick Bosley was the bad guy the whole time. That 100% happens in the movie. Two points. She was so busy trying to work out if he was the bad guy or not that she left them in a lurch and <laughs> abandoned them in one scene in the movie, leading them to believe that she was the bad guy. So. Yeah, for no reason at all And there's that
1: whole scene Where she's like Oh we should We should trust each other And not trust anybody else Let's communicate with each other Even like Not not tell Elena what's going on And then she just left them in the dark She just leaves room.
0: them And doesn't talk to them <laughs> Even though they establish That she can speak at any time And they <laughs> They can not <can't> they <laughs> They're always constantly In communication with each other yeah. Which is weird Because I'm like Well what happens when you're like Taking a massive dump And you have to hear them Like stressing and straining On the toilet Can you turn it off and on What if you're getting it on With like a, a man or a woman do, they, do the other angels have to listen to that? I guess so. When you're sleeping in bed, you can hear like someone else partying or snoring really loudly. <laughs> it raises a lot of questions. Anyway, let's wrap up the your plot. You've still got a fair bit to go. You said that Patrick Bosley goes to a fancy party for wealthy elites. Boy, does he ever. Two points there. And you said that Patrick plans to sell the Brock device here at the party. No, he doesn't. He's already got the Brock device. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to sell it to anybody. He wants it himself. In fact, he plans to steal it from Brock. And you said that the angels arrive at the party and have a scuffle with Patrick Bosley. I gave you a point and a half because they actually scuffle with Hodak and they do come to the party. So, yeah, pretty much there.
1: He gets punched in the face.
0: Yes, he does. He said that Eleanor disables the Brock device, making it useless. I gave you two points there because in this scene she does disable the Callisto device that is set up to kill her in the room. She just sets it to flashlights and scare the audience <laughs> for a second.
1: Party mode. Disco mode. Yes.
0: Yes. You said that Sabina will fight and defeat Hodak. I gave you half a point for that because she briefly does fight him, but it is actually Eleanor who defeats him in the actual movie, pushes him down on an ice sculpture.
1: I thought it was Jane.
0: Sorry, I meant Jane. Oh, right. The character's name is Ella. Sorry, the actress's name is Ella, so I keep getting confused there. So, yeah, it's, it's Jane in the actual movie. I wrote down in my notes even <laughs> that Eleanor defeats him.
1: She, uh, so, she figured out his seven moves.
0: You said that Jane will drop her guard and kiss the nerdy scientist. He gets a kissy. Who she met earlier in the Brock Lab. No, that doesn't happen. I gave you a point because she does flirt with Langston, but never gives him a kissy. (laughs) Never gives him a kissy? No, he doesn't get it. No kissies in this movie. None whatsoever. Just huggies. (laughs) Yes, because hugs work. You said that Eleanor is offered a full-time position within the Angels, which she accepts. That's two points right there because that happens. And you said that the three Angels talk to Charlie through a voice box, the classic voice box from the original series. And we're set up for a sequel. I gave you two points because I don't know if you sat around through the credits, but halfway through the credits, you see the three angels talking to who else but Charlie through the voice box. Did you see that scene? Or I saw it you?
1: this time around. I ah, missed okay. the after credit scene. Yeah, when I was beforehand. in the
0: cinemas, I saw this in cinemas two years ago. I was
1: out of there so fast.
0: <laughs> you ran. I, I didn't see that bit initially. And you said that the movie will end with narration from Elizabeth Bosley. No, 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 it does not.
1: Yeah, I was going out on a limb with this, with this prediction. I thought maybe they would... You know, tie it back into the original would be nice. They did no such thing.
0: Well, they already sort of tied it back and yeah, the so. original, so that was all fine. We in fact we got to see two of the original angels at the end of the movie in a montage. That's right. That's right. So that was nice. So, if you add up all of Maddie D's points, well, first let's ask Maddie D himself. How do you think you went overall?
1: I think I did great. <laughs> I think I did great.
0: So uh, Langston being the bad guy, pa- pa- look not starting with the, the look, right start. No one's perfect.
1: No one's perfect. But I think I did all right. Right?
0: <laughs> how did I do? You did very well Did I? But you're going to be disappointed because you got a total of 45 points Ah well that's alright So fairly close to me But that's all right. a little bit lagging behind
1: I, I was happy
0: with my effort I thought you were going to win this one to be honest Matty D I didn't realise I'd done so well Me too actually so I can see, I can see that why you'd be a little bit disappointed, but I think it's still a fair effort. I think we both did fairly well. We were so close that means we were pretty much on track to nail this movie. Between the two of us, we nailed the movie. Between the two of us, we got every twist and turn and location dead on the money. Yeah. So I think that's a real try. That's the real triumph for you. Who cares what the points are? The that's because real-
1: you beat me. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're saying that.
0: And I'm just a better winner, so. <laughs> and a better predictor. But no, I'm, I'm, like,
1: I'm not happy over here. So, was
0: I too hard on Maddie D? Was yeah. Maddie D too leaning on me? Yeah. Did we miss something in the movie? Most probably. You can let us know. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on the Podbean site. Now, before we wrap it up for another episode, I've got to ask you, Matty D, overall thoughts on the Charlie's Angels 2019 movie.
1: I loved it. You loved it. Yeah. One of your favorite movies of the year. I wouldn't go that far. It was definitely one of the better ones. Yeah. I I know you don't like it, I can already tell that. But I haven't said anything yet. You said something uh, a few moments ago where you were like, It's like the McGee movie but done worse. It I is. think it's better than the McGee movies. It is not better than I, the I McG enjoyed movie. it. I, I thought it was really wholesome. It was really fun, didn't take itself too seriously. I, I it wasn't too preachy. I love. It. I liked it. Would you
0: recommend other people watch it? Yeah, everybody watch it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't I don't think I anyone think you're really overselling
0: it. this fucking movie, Matty D. To be honest,
1: I think the reason it I did think you've poorly. seen
0: so many shit movies lately that like <laughs> anything remotely good looks, but for this, great in comparison, for
1: this to do the worst financially out of all the movies, just blows we've my mind. And this was pre COVID too. Yeah, it definitely doesn't deserve that. Is it the best movie we've seen? No but it's a charlie's it's a fucking charlie's angels movie like yeah. it was never going to it was never going to be not. fantastic it was good i liked it
0: would you watch it again yeah okay well there you go so you want my contrasting uh, opinion now yeah
1: yeah what do you think
0: i went in expecting to absolutely hate this movie mm-hmm. i was looking forward to tearing it apart on this show but when i went and saw it initially in the cinemas i thought it was fine i thought it was serviceable I was actually disappointed that it wasn't worse than it was. And there was actually a lot of bits in the movie that I enjoyed a lot. I thought the three leads were actually pretty good, with it, with special exception to Ella Belinska, who I love so much I put her in my Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde plot. She really stood out to me in the movie, and I'm actually really disappointed that she hasn't done more stuff, because mm. I would watch her again in a heartbeat. But yeah, watching it a second time, it started to grate on me a bit more. I saw more of the issues with the movie. I saw more issues in the writing in the movie. And I sort of realized, oh yeah, this isn't ever going to be as good as those two McGee movies. Even though I didn't like the second McGee movie. The first one still holds a special place in my heart to me. I enjoyed it very much as a child. It was very much a childhood movie for me. Have you
1: got your nostalgia goggles on a little bit here?
0: Well, I can accept that they're not great movies. I've rewatched all of them recently. I can accept they're not great movies, but they're fun. But this one, out of all the three movies, is probably the least fun to me. It's very lackluster. It's very forgettable. But as I said, it's fine. It's one of the better movies that we've watched recently, so I'm not going to shit all over it. But I wouldn't recommend anybody watch it, to be honest. And I And I wouldn't say that it's even remotely good. It's just passable as a movie That's it I didn't love it
1: Fair enough So my scheme has fallen Everybody should watch it Okay Go watch this movie I
0: challenge you to get Three people to watch this movie And enjoy (laughs) it That's your challenge for next week Matty D Recommend this people with a straight face. Recommend this movie to people. Get them to watch it, and then get them to come back to you and tell them. Get them to give you like real thoughts I'd, on the I, movie.
1: I've, I've 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 talked to people who've watched this movie, and everybody's opinion of it that I've spoken to is like, yeah, it was fine. It was it was enjoyable. I've yeah. I haven't heard anyone who said it sucked. I Our mutual
0: it. friends who watched this movie said that they didn't like it at all. So I must. Uh, who? I'm hearing. Oh, mm, okay. I'm hearing contrasting opinions here.
1: But let us know what you
0: thought yes. of the movie. I'm really excited. I want to know I want to hear from people who love this movie and I want to hear from people who hated this movie. I want to hear what you loved about it and I want to hear what you hated about it. So Should there be a sequel? Why did this movie fail in your opinion or why was it a success in your opinion? It obviously wasn't a success. I think we can all say that. It was critically panned and nobody saw it, so mm-hmm. it wasn't a success. I think we're the only two people in the world who've said positive things about it, and I wasn't even that positive. So, I want to hear more positivity. Throw in a little bit of negativity as well, just to really dig it into Maddie D. Why not? Why not? So, please do that at all the places we mentioned before. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us as well. We never say that. We never have a call to action at the end of our show. Yeah. What sort of podcast are we? Come help us. I don't think too many people have actually subscribed to our show. We've got some nice reviews, but I think we need more subscribers, Maddie D. Come and subscribe. Come and join the party. Come and join the potential spoilers we're, party.
1: We're operating this train. Come hop on our train. Yeah, come and
0: ride the train. Let's ride it. Okay. <laughs> let's wrap it up for another week. So before we go away, let's talk about what we're gonna be predicting next week. Which movie we're we gonna be predicting next week. Oh Maddie D, you're gonna be excited for this one. When was the last time you saw a Nicolas Cage movie, Matty D?
1: It has been way too long
0: Same here, and it's not the last time we're going to be talking Nicolas Cage this year I think, because I think there's a face-off movie in the works as well Is there really? Oh boy, there is Oh my god But next week, we're talking about a movie in which Nicolas Cage plays Nicolas Cage in The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent What a great casting decision Do you know anything about this movie, Matty D?
1: Nothing, but I'm sold. Nicolas Cage is in it. He's playing himself. Yep. They've got my money. Fingers crossed there A trailer comes out By the time
0: we do The show next week Because there's currently No trailer or any Information on this movie At all Other than the title Other than the title But what we know About the movie is Nicolas Cage plays himself He ends up being hired By someone in the cartel I think it's played By Pedro Pascal From The Mandalorian Gets hired by someone From the cartel To like make a movie For him And he ends up Basically falling into The plot of like A Quentin Tarantino movie Sounds like it's going To be a great time Cool And I'm very much Looking forward to it And I hope it's not a turkey (laughs) Alright, until we join up next week to talk about everything Nicholas Cage We'll see you then
1: My real plea is for men to have enough empathy to go see movies starring women because I've been asked to go see movies starring men my entire life and happily have done so and I don't know why men don't return the fucking favour